But meantime, I'll be back same place, same time next week. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, pan-Democrats go to the High Court to try to block the government's face mask ban. Shops and malls close around the city ahead of more protests. And talks between the U.S. and North Korea break down as soon as they start. The High Court will this morning consider whether to grant an interim injunction to suspend the controversial anti-mask law, which the government imposed by triggering the colonial-era emergency regulations ordinance. All 24 pan-democratic lawmakers have filed the application, and they've also lodged a judicial review to challenge the government's decision. The court earlier refused activist Lester Sums' application to grant an interim injunction minutes before the anti-mask regulation came into effect on Saturday. Speaking before the hearing, legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok said this is a fight between the rule of law and authoritarianism. This is one of the most important constitutional cases in the history of Hong Kong. Are we facing authoritarianism, where the government can say whatever is law is law, and that whatever it will apply will apply, and we say when it would be repealed, then it would be repealed? Or is it the case that Hong Kong still have the rule of law, that we are still governed by the rule of law and the common law principles of the separations of power? And that is why the legislative councillors are asking the court to make a determination on the legislative role of the legislative council as embedded under the basic law and under the common law principles. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Jiang, has defended the move to bring in the anti-mask law, saying the government had no other timely option given the urgent situation. Writing on his blog, Mr. Jiang rejected allegations that the government has bypassed LegCo, saying lawmakers can discuss it when the council resumes later this month. He added that the people still enjoy the freedom of speech and assembly as they can still protest without wearing masks. He stressed that Hong Kong has not entered a state of emergency, but bringing in the law is necessary. Meanwhile, education lawmaker Yip Kin Yun said Hong Kong is setting for a deeper crisis after the government decided to invoke the emergency powers. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, he said the chief executive Carrie Lam should have set up an independent inquiry to look into the ongoing demonstrations and alleged police brutality to address people's concerns and try to bring the city back to normal. But the pro-democracy legislators said the CE has instead taken a wrong step and used emergency legislation to deal with the situation. If we would like to do one thing to reverse the situation is to honestly face and strike at the root of the problem by establishing an independent investigation committee so as to allow people's fury to subside. Unfortunately, the government chose emergency legislation instead which I believe will only lead to deeper crisis. A number of malls and shops around the city remain closed today as anti-government protesters call for more demonstrations in Causeway Bay this afternoon. A rally will be held in Victoria Park to show support for an Indonesian journalist who's been blinded in one eye after being apparently hit by a police projectile, while people are also planning to march in protest of the anti-mask law. The Sogo Department Store, Fashion Walk and World Trade Center in Causeway Bay will be closed, as well as the IFC Mall in Central. Some shops in the area are still open for business, but will close early as a precaution. The MTR Corporation has announced that 45 stations have reopened today, but the other 48 will remain closed due to damage. 
The rail firm also said services will finish at 9 p.m. to allow for repair work. The entire network was shut down on Friday night after extensive vandalism and services remained suspended yesterday while the MTR assessed the damage caused to dozens of stations. North Korean officials have announced that the latest denuclearization talks with the United States have broken down on the same day they restarted. The working-level discussions had been taking place in Sweden. The BBC's Rory Gallimore reports. Several hours after delegations from both countries began talking once more, North Korea's chief negotiator briefed journalists on the progress they'd made. None. He said the talks hadn't fulfilled his side's expectations and that they were over. Neither President Trump nor Kim Jong-un are in Stockholm for these meetings. There had been speculation that the talks could have paved the way for another summit between the two men. But that hasn't materialised. If anything, tensions have increased after North Korea test-fired a new missile on Wednesday that's able to carry a nuclear weapon. That led to condemnation from the US. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Anti-terror prosecutors in France now say the police worker who killed four colleagues in Paris had converted to Islam ten years ago and recently showed signs of radicalization. Speaking a day after anti-terrorist police took over the inquiry, the lead investigator, Jean-François Ricard, said the attacker had contacts with members of a Salafist movement. He said there had also been changes in the man's behavior. First, his approval of certain abuses committed in the name of this religion, his wish no longer to have certain contacts with women, his justification to a colleague at work for the attacks committed in the offices of Charlie Hebdo newspaper in 2015, and finally, his changing clothing habits in recent months. He's giving up all Western clothing in favour of traditional clothing to go to the mosque. Sport in the English Premier League. Runs up now, James Milner. James Milner scored a stoppage time winner as Liverpool moved eight points clear at the top of the Premier League with a thrilling 2-1 victory over Leicester, while Mauricio Pochettino's problems mounted after Tottenham's 3-0 loss at Brighton. Liverpool won for the 17th consecutive league game thanks to Milner's dramatic contribution to a thrilling clash at Anfield. By extending their winning streak, Liverpool have piled pressure on second-placed Manchester City ahead of their home game against Wolves later tonight. The win came as a relief to Milner. There's a lot of pressure on it and, you know, a bit of a new experience waiting to see if the penalty was going to be given. You know, normally when you stand in there waiting, you know it's going to be given. So that, that was new, but I was just trying to concentrate on, on what I wanted to do and, and stay in that moment, really. Um, obviously, uh, the points total we got last year wasn't enough, so um, we need to keep improving. And it's a solid start, but so many games left, so it's very early days to talk about anything. But we just want to keep pushing and, and keep winning games. And it's it's a very good start, I think, when start of the season is always tough, when you've had players at different tournaments coming back at different times. and a couple of players coming back from injury which is nice but they obviously need to find the, the rhythm and consistency so it's a really solid start and, and hopefully we can get everyone back healthy after the international break and go again. Athletics. An emotional Sifan Hassan has defended herself after she won the 1500 meters gold at the World Championships in Doha saying she's a clean athlete despite her coach being banned for doping violations. Alberto Salazar, who's been Hassan's coach since 2013, was given a four-year ban last week. The Dutch woman previously won the 10,000 meters in Doha and set a championship record in winning the 1500. Yeah, it's 
like that's what made me angry. I have been clean all my life. I work hard. I'm actually no emotional person, but it makes me so mad when people. I have been in top almost five months. How can I do the, the things that so hard? And I, you can't see my body. You can't see how I always constant. I've been so good athlete since 2014. Elsewhere in Doha, the U.S. took the men's four by 100 meters relay in a time of 37.1 seconds ahead of Great Britain. Jamaica took the women's sprint relay in a time of 41.44 seconds. Again, the silver went to Britain in the men's marathon held at night because of the heat and humidity. Lelisa de Sisa gave Ethiopia its first world title since 2001 in a time, time of two hours, 10 minutes and 40 seconds. The 29-year-old led home an Ethiopian 1-2 as Mosinet Geremiu took silver, while Kenya's Amos Kipruto was third. Rugby World Cup England have become the first team to qualify for the quarterfinals. Coach Eddie Jones described their 39-10 win over Argentina as a bit rusty, but six tries and an early red card for Argentina meant the result was seldom in doubt. Japan's performances so far at this tournament have captivated the nation. They're the first side from outside the traditional big rugby, rig, big rugby countries to win their first three games at a World Cup. And after overcoming Samoa, they're now on the brink of a quarterfinal place that would be as surprising as it's popular. Here's the BBC's Connor McNamara. Well, the celebrations are going to continue long into the night here in Toyota City as Japan celebrate making it three wins out of three at this Rugby World Cup. They secured the bonus point as well in the 38 points to 19 victory against Samoa. And it was the manner of how they got the bonus point that sums up the whole daredevil nature of this Japanese team. Uh, their clock had gone red at the very end. Samoa could have kicked it out and the game would have been over. Uh, they opted to go for a scrum and the Japanese pack managed to turn it over against the much-lauded Samoan front. Eight and then score in the corner. To end the news, our top story is again pan Democrats go to the High Court to try to block the government's face mask ban. Shops and malls close around the city ahead of more protests. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.
it, baby. Yo, Simon, what's up? You ready? Let's get it, baby. Do it, do it. Uh.